Sometimes all we want is to feel understood and heard by our friends and our family. And makes me shudder to think that there are so many times when I fail to do that for my friends and my loved ones. And not only that, but I give unsolicited advice, leaving friends and family feeling invalidated, irritated, misunderstood and um, unheard. Um, the reason why I know that is because I've had that experience myself on the receiving end of unsolicited advice based on ideas of my experience that comes from someone else's projections of their own feelings into my experience. So when I think about when I think about the experience of feeling invalidated, you know, I think about our children a lot. I want them to feel heard. I want them to feel understood, cared for, because that helps them feel safe. And if they feel safe, they feel secure in which is a good thing. You know, whoever gave that advice that children should be seen and not heard. I don't know. They they just was smoking crack or something because that's terrible advice. Children need to be seen and they need to be heard. They need to be understood. So I don't know who you are, person who said children need to be seen and not heard. Um, I, I think you need to listen to this podcast, um, but you might be dead. So maybe that doesn't apply to you. Anyway, I'm going to unpack some of this in this episode. You know, that idea of being able to empathize accurately with someone. How do we do that? How do we do that with our children? How do we do that with our friends and our loved ones? So stay tuned. Hopefully I'll stop rambling on about irrelevant things and actually get on point this time. Stay tuned to find out if I do that. Hey guys, it's Devin. I'm a psychiatrist and a regular family guy. I am the host of the Huddle Wisdom podcast. Well, who else is going to host this podcast? Um, <laughs> me, Devin, the the ram <laughs> rambling psychiatrist. Um, so today we're going to talk about the idea of accurate empathizing. It's not a very uh, stylish sort of term. Uh, it doesn't roll off the tongue easily, accurate empathizing. But, you know, the, the meaning is implied in the term, right? So how, what does it mean? Well, it means that you get on point. You, you see, you hear, you understand someone from where they stand. You provide them with unconditional positive regard, you set aside your ego, you don't project your own feelings, your assumptions, no preconceived ideas or judgment allowed here, and you take what people say at face value. And then you try and connect with the feeling behind the words so that you can appreciate fully what the message is that they are trying to convey. Because sometimes words are just words. They don't actually, <laughs> they, because words are just words. And sometimes communication is much more than words. So you have to take the whole message, the whole package, 
and not just the words at face value. But didn't you just contradict yourself, Davin? Didn't you just say you have to take someone's words at face value? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And I'm sorry I confused you, but what I'm trying to say is you take it all. You take it all. Unconditional positive regard. If someone tells you that they are feeling hungry after they had a full breakfast and a lot of chocolate milk and two Nutella sandwiches and some uh, pasta which were left over from last night uh, and some feijoas and some fruit and then they say, Daddy, I'm hungry. I say, okay, my darling, I believe you. You are hungry. But, um, but, um, <laughs> you, just, you just ate the whole, you know, you just ate everything in the fridge. <laughs> but you're still hungry. I believe you. <laughs> okay, the, the natural inclination for parents is to say, no, you're not hungry. How can you be hungry? That's not true. Okay, so what I mean is take your kid at face value, which means you believe what they say, even, even though they may be wrong about how they actually feel. Okay, because what they feel is what they feel. And they're going to tell you how you feel. Um, and you're going to believe them when they tell you how they feel. Okay? You always have to start with empathy. Start with connection. And to connect means that the person has to feel safe, that you're going to take them at face value, that you're going to accept, accept them for who they are, because you're going to provide them unconditional positive regard. And then once you've done that, once you've secured the connection, you can then you can then start asking questions because now your questions won't be loaded right with this anxiety that your child will have that you don't believe them i don't know if that makes sense i'll say that again so let me backtrack a few steps let's say that your child tells you daddy i'm really hungry i'm really hungry dad and then I say, no, you're not hungry. You just ate the whole fridge. And then I say, didn't you just eat this and this and that? Huh? Didn't you just drink like two gallons of chocolate milk? Hey? Okay, clearly I'm dramatizing things uh, a little bit. I'm sort of adding a few theatrics here, but you get the picture, right? It sounds more threatening. It's more, more, much more um, invalidating. Whereas if I said something more along the lines of this, um, oh wow, uh, you're 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 still hungry. Well, uh, I'm really curious about that. I believe you, my darling. You're hungry. Obviously, you're a growing child. But boy, um, you could maybe you could have left some food for me. I mean, you ate the whole fridge. Um, but you're still hungry. That's amazing. <laughs> um, okay, uh, tell me more. Uh, you know, um, how hungry are you? 
like, are you like a lot hungrier or just a little bit more hungry? Um, you know, tell me more. So th those sorts of questions are much less threatening, even though they're kind of the same questions I asked before. But the difference is that I connected first with my daughter. You know, I believed what she said. I took what she said at face value. Right. But I was curious about her, her feelings of hunger because, you know, in my experience, when I eat the whole fridge, I'm not hungry anymore. Um, so I'm curious about, you know, why she's still hungry, which is different to me thinking, oh, I don't believe you because based on my experience, you can't be hungry. Right. I'm not curious. I'm I'm upset. I'm confused. I'm angry. There's a difference there. So there's a few there's a few key concepts that will stand you in good stead and keep you safe from invalidation. And I'm going to tell you what those are. The first is as as I've mentioned before, and maybe very badly explained to you, that you have you you have to take what someone says at face value first. Okay. Park your projections, park your ego, okay, park your disbelief, okay, because your curious inquiry can happen afterwards, all right, face value, connect with what they're feeling, and there's this intangible way of doing that, but, you know, that's a topic for another day, uh, but you connect with what they're feeling, and then you, you make sure that you provide unconditional positive regard which is you accept the person as they are no judgment no um, projections no assumptions made about um, you know whether what they're feeling or saying or doing is right or wrong you just accept accepting what comes because what you want to do is connect that's what you want to do you want to connect first once you connect you can do you can you can ask your questions afterwards and you'll be and you'll be much safer you much less risky what what's at risk here your relationship your relationship is at risk okay connect first and then ask questions afterwards as simple as that okay so many times um when I've um, asked questions first and connected later, I've I've disconnected from the person in front of me. They're gone. They don't want anything to do with me. This happens in clinic. Well, it doesn't so much anymore. It used to happen when I was training. Um, you know, I might be confused about someone's experience. You know, Dr. Tan, I'm depressed. I say, oh, why are you depressed? What happened? Why are you depressed? Did this happen? Did that happen? Is it because you forgot to do this? You forgot to do that? And my supervisor would shake his head and say, No, 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 Devin. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You need to connect first. Oh my gosh, you're, you're feeling depressed. Um, That must feel awful. Um, gosh, I, you know, um, I know when I feel low, it doesn't feel good, but depression sounds like it's a lot worse than that. 
so I imagine that must feel really bad. Um, tell me more. Tell me more. Um, when when did you you know when did you start feeling this way? Um, what what do you think um, what do you think may have um, led you to feel this way? Uh, so you know connect first and then ask your questions later. Right? Okay. I'll, <laughs> Now flip the situation and think about your child again. Put yourself in their shoes. Imagine yourself as them, and and you know they're describing a troubling situation that they've been through. And us as parents, you know, if our children brings bring a problem to us, it's very natural for us to want to solve problems for them. We don't like to see them in pain. We don't like to see them suffer. And so if we have a solution that we think is reasonable, you know, most of us parents are sensible and reasonable people, um, at least I like to think so, we would share that opinion with our child. Right? It makes sense. But, um, yeah, kids aren't really human anyway. They don't really get it because we're trying to help, but... You know, they kind of rail back at us and they say, no, that's, that's a terrible idea, dad. Um, so what do you, what do you mean? Um, you're hungry, right? Here's a burger. It's like, no, I don't want a burger. But you just told me you're hungry. Here's a solution. Eat a burger. No, I don't want a burger. So you're not hungry? No, that's not... No, I am hungry. Anyway, you, you get the point, right? So a child brings a problem to us and we want to solve the problem. Stop there. Park yourself. Don't project. Don't assume. Don't make preconceived ideas. If you have a good idea, park it for now. Okay, just like the first example. Connect first and then ask questions. And then if your child asks for advice, then you give advice. Don't, don't give unsolicited advice before you truly understand where they're coming from. Think about those times when you go to a friend and you, you, you pour your heart out to them and all you want is for them to listen to you and to hear you out. You don't really need them to give you a solution. Um, and if they start to give you advice, you kind of, you know, reel back and feel a little bit Oh, no, that's not, that's not, a, I don't want that. Because they start to kind of give you advice and you're like, yeah, 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 I've tried that. I've done that, done that. And then, and then the, and then the interaction gets a little bit frazzled. It gets a little bit, um, um, it, there's a bit of friction that happens, right? Because there's a whole lot of disconnecting going on. There's not a whole lot of connecting, not a whole lot of empathizing. Okay, so empathize, 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 then ask your curious questions, and then give your advice when you are asked for advice. Okay, if you do that over a long, over time, over time, your kids are going to start talking with you more, which is awesome because that's what we want. So there'll be less silent treatment. There'll be less of that, you know, I don't know, I don't know, right, which, drive, which drives all of us nuts, <laughs> right? But there's a response to that I don't know as well. 
you can use the same tactics. Empathize first, connect, 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 and then ask your curious questions later. Oh, you don't know. Man. Well, I mean, it, I. when I don't know stuff, sometimes I, I feel like, you know, everyone else knows stuff. And it makes me feel, I don't know, like I'm missing out or, or something if I don't know stuff. Um, does it feel the way that way to you? Um, or maybe, you know, saying, I, I don't know because I, I talk too much and maybe it's easier for, for you to say I don't know because I don't let you talk. Could that be true? Um, or maybe you're saying I don't know because you actually don't know and that's okay. Sometimes I don't know the answer, right? Um, you get the picture. I'm trying to empathize with my kid here, right? Anyway, that's 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 the way to do it, you know. Empathize, connect, and then ask your curious questions later. We can't get on target with our kids if the information we rely on is based on our assumptions, presumptions, and projections. So, when you're trying to connect with your kid, you have to set your own stuff aside, your own insecurities, worries, anxieties. Um, Tune in to the words and feelings that the in, your interlocutor is sharing with you. And then make your curious inquiries that helps you move closer and closer to the target. The target being whatever it is that they're trying to convey to you. Once you can refine your um, understanding through curious inquiries, because your child has allowed you to do that, because you've connected with them, then you st you stand more of a chance to um, to help them solve a problem, because then it's more likely for them to seek your help, because they trust you, because they feel secure that you've heard them, you've understood them. We also have to watch our body language for evidence of disinterest and boredom. That's just a little bit of an aside, but I raise it now because it's so key to watch your body language, man. Don't look at your phone, don't text, don't answer your phone, don't multitask. In this day and age, oh my gosh, I've just said it. That's what that's what my parents would say would say in this day and age, in the olden days. Um I mean, the, okay, we live in a digital age and there's so much going on that vies for our attention. So much pulling, you know, it, Things always pulling us in different directions, right? Uh, you know, in this time, um, connection with our kids uh, is is being put at risk. We need to find ways of reconnecting with our kids. We need to fight against disconnection with our kids because they need us. Watch your body language, because. Man, that's a surefire way of making them feel invalidated if you're scrolling through your phone while they're telling you something. No wonder next time you ask them how is their day, they, they give you the silent treatment or they say, uh, I don't know, fine. Right? Because they're used to this pattern of mum and dad um, invalidating them. If you can't control your body language, you, my friend, uh, might need to work on that. 
All right. Uh, where to from here? Okay, so uh, I encourage you to check out the free mini training resource available on huddlewisdom.com. Um, it's a bunch of PDFs and audio files that gives you some empathic connection kickstarters and some tips for how to manage those trickier conversations. You know, when you're dealing with the dreaded I don't knows and the I don't want to talk about it and um, the silent treatment. Through empathic connection, you'll be able to find it much easier to deal with those sorts of situations if you're in front of your kids or your students and they leave you lost for words. So check out the free Empathic Connection Kickstarter kit. Um, it's free. It's free. It's free. Because I want you to thrive. My goodness, I want you to thrive. Uh, go to huddlewisdom.com forward slash Jedi Mind. J-E-D-I-M-I-N-D. Give me your email address and I'll send that to you straight away. Um, yeah, so, hey, so nice to have you join me this week, my friendly friends and you wonderful mother fathers. <laughs> uh, it's been a pleasure. It's Devin. I'm a psychiatrist, regular family guy. I hope you like the show. Join me next week. Hang out with me and let's figure out life together. Right. Toodles.